what is up champions we are back we are on episode five i am going to dive in uh we're going to get caught up a little bit uh part one and part two of the lies of the fitness industry so it's going to be an 11 part uh sequence uh both in my blogs and on uh my podcasts i'll also be adding some tips uh in those regards on the mlc mindful tips um i'll be releasing that uh, this week on tuesday Super stoked to get that, but I wanted to touch base with you uh, today on updating you with MLC Fitness. First off, today, uh, last time I did the upload with all the little widgets and things that pop up, uh, it took a very long time to get that uh, edited and processed. So today is just going to be me and my lovely brick wall. So you get my beautiful face. Um, so I wanted to give you an update. We officially have a approval from Apple and Android. So now we're running through the final beta test. So essentially trying to break the app uh, so I could fix it and make sure that it is on point when we get it uh, uh, out to all of you uh, November 1st is essentially what I'm looking for. So end of October, early November, we are gonna be launching this. Uh, we got some amazing aspects to this app. So some very, very beginner-esque. We're going to be doing what's called an MOC basic. There's also MOC 30, so 30-minute home workouts for folks that are just beginning and really need to get a, a solid grasp of just moving their body. Um, all of the workouts, even everything in uh, MOC Fit, the actual general programming or the daily workouts, all of them are adaptable to whatever you have in your house. You have a backpack, you have gallon water jugs. These are all things that can be adaptable. The intensity will fluctuate depending on what you have. You might be able to go faster, you might be able to do more reps. Uh, those things will change, but the, the workout itself will be there for you. Um, the running program, I have kind of a, a cutting edge new way to be in your ear while you're on your run. Uh, a lot of folks were talking to me and telling me that when they're doing the intervals on the programming, unless they're on the track and have a stopwatch on their wrist, uh, it was getting really difficult to do some of the interval stuff. And even then, constantly looking at your watch to make sure that you're on time really got frustrating. So I have found a solution to that, and it's going to be amazing. So that being said, we're going to dive on in here. So part one was lies one through three. We'll address those real quick. We'll also dive in on part two of the lies of the fitness industry. And then we'll go ahead and wrap it up with some what's on Dre's mind and get on into the rest of your week. So let's go ahead and get moving. So, <laughs> so if you were able to read the blog, um, it, uh, it touches on lies one through three uh, of this 11 parts. And the number one, uh, if you're watching the video, you see me looking over the corner, it's because I'm reading it. So yeah, I don't memorize this shit. <laughs> so number one is the number on the scale is success or failure. Either you are progressing or you are failing. Now, if you've been listening to my podcast prior to this, or if you have been uh, paying attention to my blogs, there is no failing as long as you're trying. The only time you fail is when you've absolutely decided you've given up, there's no hope, and you are just going to settle into this lifestyle that is not helping you in the least bit. So, if you're not that person and you're still listening, that means you have not failed. You are just learning right now what works for you and what doesn't 
So essentially, a lot of folks take that number on the scale and they think, oh, holy crap, I went up a half a pound. I fucked up. What's the point? And then the rest of their week is toast. When what you need to be doing, and this is why I even talk about how food logging is so important. Food logging in your daily weigh-ins are important when you have a specific goal for the sheer fact of tracking your progress. Let's repeat that. It's tracking your progress. Now, everything that is entailed into that sentence is intense. There's a lot that goes with that, right? The biggest is your trends. So what trends are you going through during these processes? So in a seven-day period, day one, two, and three, you're dialed. Day four and five, you slip a little bit. Day six and seven, you see a little bit of a weight gain. We go back and we track that. We see what trends happen. Well, guess what? Day four and five, you slipped. What was that challenge that you just faced when you slipped? How can we establish a plan that's going to meet those challenges head on without dramatic restrictions? That comes later, right? So establishing a plan is the, one of the best things that you can do. And, and if you're not quite sure, oh, which way do I go? Well, my recommendation is find a fitness pro that speaks to you. Ding, 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 right? Find a fitness pro that speaks to you you feel has a really solid understanding of just the ebb and flow of life. Now I'll be the first to admit, and I've said it previous podcasts. I used to look at things and just be like, why can't you just show up? Why can't you just get your fitness right? Why can't you just do your nutrition? And then life slapped me right in the back of the head and was like, life happens. And I was like, holy shit. I ballooned up almost 50, 60 pounds. I realize that life happens and things will come in the way that if you're not prepared to handle, and most times when life slaps you in the back of the head, you're not prepared for it. The only thing you could do is sit with it, feel it, understand what this feeling is and what the feelings were leading up to it so that you can communicate it with your fitness professional or your wellness professional so a plan can be established so that you can meet those challenges head on. These challenges are going to come at you. That's life. How prepared are you in this life to meet these challenges and be successful? Now, success. Let's go ahead and talk about that while we're still on this topic of, of lie number one. Success is too often focused on as if I lose this weight, I'm going to be, I'll be a success. I'll be happy. So success is this, like the, the orbital sun. We're orbiting around it. The only way that we can get to this happiness is by having success. When it's actually the other way around, you need to find happiness in your routine and the daily aspects of addressing your challenges and recognizing your triggers. Once you can find happiness throughout this then we're going to be able to truly see progress and success towards your goals. The goals are the end story. We're trying to find out what the actual story is along the way. So when you have a day that's challenging, often what happens is we don't log it in our food logs or we just chalk it up as fucked up and then it continues, right? Because we don't have a plan in place to stop it. 
Now, if you're working with a fitness professional, and this is what I hear often, I actually have heard it over the last week, not to name names, but a handful of you know exactly who you are if you're listening to this. But I was told I had a rough fucking day at work. I was dealing with some freaking idiots. I swear people don't know what the heck they're doing. I didn't log my food. Just know that it was fucked up. Now, here's what I have to say as their fitness professional. I don't care what your fitness logging looks like when you're dialed and things are on point. I care what it looks like when you fuck up. Not so I can lambaste you and tell you how terrible you did because you already know, you saw it. You're already diving in on yourself. I'm not here to rub your nose in it. I am here to help you find a solution to those challenges and problems. How can we find alternative choices if I don't know what you're facing? You're in the middle of it. You're not going to find an alternative choice unless you have somebody from the outside looking in. That's me, right? Utilize me. You don't bring your car to mechanic when it's running perfectly fine. They don't give a damn it's run perfectly fine. They'll jive in there and try to find something. Sure. <laughs> you brought it to them, so might as well go ahead and do something. You don't call lawn maintenance over to work on your lawn after you've already mowed it. What the hell's the point of that? So why show me what you're doing when you're doing it perfect? Show me your shit. Show me your troubles and your challenges so I can help you move forward. Lie number two. If you lift weights, you're going to get bulky and you're just going to get too big. Well, that is so dumb. And a good majority of you that I know probably know that that is definitely not true. But I will say this. I have a lot of things because of the community that I had, had immersed myself into. I assumed the rest of the world was like this. And I found out when I revamped myself and came back into regular world from CrossFit world, that is not the case. There's a reason why we are just on this major cascade in getting record numbers of obesity for children and adults alike. Because these common knowledges that in this small, tight-knit community and world that I was in, these, these common knowledge that we had are not common knowledge for everybody else. If you lift weights, you will not get bulky. The only way you're going to get bulky and the only way that you're going to get ridiculously strong is if your focus is that. If you eat, if my wife ate like I did, ate exactly the same thing I ate every single day, the shakes, the food, everything, lifted and did everything exactly the same way as I did. Even she would not bulk up to the same as me. She would get stronger and maybe a little bit more muscular than she normally would if we had her on a different program that was more tailored to what she wants. However, muscle is not a bad thing. It gives you, perfect, it gives you the shape, the shape that you typically want. Too often we have folks that are on this Gwyneth Paltrow phase of no women should lift more than three pounds. The trainer that told her that needs to be taken out back and shown that ditch in the hole and be like, look deeper, bang. That's what should probably happen with that particular train because that means they have taken something and really just perverted it to make it so that 
it's not what it really is. And I know that may not make sense to you, but it just, it, they just basically took the fitness industry and flipped it upside down and said, whatever you know about fitness, you don't know. And I would argue that that's the case with them. Everybody should be lifting weights. Elderly, young, there's a right way to do it. Once again, fitness professional. This is what we go to school for. This is what we do hours and hours of education on. And I don't mean go to just a random gym. And I think that's probably the, the downside to uh, what happened in that CrossFit industry boom. It was like, oh, I like doing CrossFit. I got a thousand bucks. I'm going to start a gym. Oh, hey. But that's not necessarily, that wasn't beneficial for the fitness industry in the sense of we had a lot of people hurting people. The CrossFit industry is balanced out. The fitness industry is starting to actually balance up. There's actually starting to become a sense of norm and people calling each other on their shit. Not in the sense of, oh, you didn't go deep enough on a squat. But when somebody says do 100 push-ups every day for 30 days and you're going to see abs and shoulders like you've never seen before, no, fuck you. That's not the case. There's nutrition. There's all sorts of stuff. And when you overload a specific movement over and over and over again, you're actually putting yourself at risk for injury, right? So. Coming back to this, lifting weights will not get you bulky. It's going to train your body to actually burn fat at the optimal amount. I mean, the, the one beautiful fact that I have for you, and let this sink in for you, for every one pound of lean muscle mass that you gain, you burn 50 calories per hour in a sedentary state. So when you sleep, when you watch a show, if you have gained one pound of lean muscle mass, you burn an additional 50 calories just sitting on your ass. Fat doesn't do that. Fat is stored energy. It doesn't burn. So know that. When you keep thinking, well, I don't want to gain muscle, you do want to gain muscle. It's the shape that you're actually after. But somehow society and media have perverted it so that you think it's something different. So if you have a goal, once again, when it comes to weightlifting, so that you don't hurt yourself, because odds are you're too busy reading Men's Health and all these weight loss magazines and watching shit on TMZ or whatever the hell it is, and you think that you're going to do, you're not the rock, you're not going to go put on 315 pounds on this single arm row and crank it out. That's just not going to happen. You have to start at ground zero. You have to build a foundation. And when you build a foundation that is systematically set up for you and your goals, then you're going to be solid. Now, I have a lot of, I, I follow a lot of folks and I, I see like, oh, I'm starting a workout group. But does that person have a fitness background? Do they know how to adjust a workout for you? They know that they have a program that works for them. So they want to just go ahead and offer that out to everybody. The problem with that is the workout that works for Joe Schmo over here is not going to work for Sam over here. Sam has different ailments. He has different mobility, he has different ranges of motion. He has different strengths and different weaknesses. And he probably has some injuries that Joe Schmo doesn't know about, but Joe Schmo is going to give him that workout anyways. I get so heated about this. My wife even tells me, calm down. They're, they're getting people fit and healthy. No, they're hurting people because you don't know how to progress and regress appropriately. You have a program that is engineered for you, or it might be a cookie cutter program that you're following that might not even be good for you, but you're seeing some results, so you're okay with it. 
You wouldn't let a mechanic work on your car and put in a broken alternator and switch out your radiator that you have a Toyota Tacoma and they put a F-150 radiator in there. You wouldn't let them just switch parts out and just like, eh, it's about the same thing, you know? No. You're going to make sure that you want it done right. Why is your body any different? You fuck your car. You can go buy a new car. You cannot buy a new body. You get knee surgery, that is no longer your knee. And you're now a higher risk of injury because of that knee. You show me one professional basketball player or football player that has had knee surgery that has come back and been the exact same athlete they once were. Not the case. You're no different. Treat your body as though it's the only one you got because newsflash, ding, 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 it is. You don't get a redo. This is not video games. You don't get to say, hmm, made some bad decisions. Reset. That doesn't happen, okay? Be a grown-up here. Be responsible. If you have access to somebody that is going to be able to help you, reach out and ask for that help. And for God's sake, stop asking for free. I don't ask my friends for free help. I offer something up with it. So do the same. You wouldn't want to work for free at your job. Stop asking these people to do it. They're going to help you get where you need to be. They're going to customize things for you. They're going to get to know you so that when you do this weight training program, you're not going to get bulky. You're not going to see results you don't want to see. You're going to see what you want. Okay. Myth number three or lie number three. Doing a lot of crunchies will get you a flat stomach. Whoa. I hear this all the time. And then this actually goes back to the do 100 push-ups a day for 30 days. Yeah, there's actually a program out there that says 100 push-ups, 100 sit-ups a day for 30 days, and you will transform your body. The transformation that you're probably going to see, you might see a little bit of toning. You might. I'm not going to say that you won't see anything. It might get a little easier to do a push-up day 30 versus it was day one. What you're almost guaranteed to see, like 90% sure you're going to see this because if you're not doing other things that are going to help counter-effect the constant pushing motion, you are going to see an injury. It's an over-usage injury. So please don't do that. <laughs> and just because you do massive amounts of core work and sit-ups and everything, it's not going to give you that flat stomach or that six-pack. What it will do is it will increase the endurance or the capacity in which you can function with your core, your abs. You'll increase your ability to do sit-ups. Yeah, that's a guarantee. You'll increase your ability to do push-ups. Thumbs up. Which is still a positive thing. But nutrition is where you're going to see real results you cannot out train a bad nutrition if i can like take a snapshot of me back about 10 years ago when i was doing five and six workouts a fucking day six and seven days a week i was essentially kind of a, a chubby dude that was really solid at crossfit solid not really amazing but solid like hey, that dude's kind of a badass be kind of impressive when you watch me do muscle up like oh, i can't believe you could do that and you'd be like well what'd you do what was your past oh it's an 800 meter runner oh, 
I don't look like an 800 meter runner now. And the reason being is because back when I trained as a, as a track athlete in college and professionally, my nutrition was dialed. I didn't have control of it. Other people did. But it was dialed. My macronutrients were dialed. When I ate, how much I ate, the timing in which I ate was dialed. Now, do you have the capacity to be able to do that? Probably not. I'm just going to go out on a limb. Do you have the want to do that? Probably not, because there's a lot of restrictions that come with it. However, to think that you're going to change the structure of your abdominal cavity by simply doing sit-ups and a shit ton of core without ever doing anything, that's just asinine. Focus on what really, the basics are in front of you, but too often we get distracted by these marketing glitz and glam of, oh, I can get you that six pack abs in three weeks. Run for the hills if somebody says that, because it's just, Ooh. dramatic caloric cutting and, and just really no good. You're going to put your body at risk for a lot of shit that is laid off. So no, you cannot get a flat stomach by simply doing nothing but core work. You're not going to get ridiculous transformation in your body by doing a hundred pushups a day for 30 days. You're going to increase your capacity for which you want movement patterns, but you're also going to have an overusage injury potential that is, that is increased exponentially. So, I mean, look at, look at somebody that has like, look at a construction worker. Say you're like bottom run construction worker and your primary job is constant shoveling. Or I have a client that uh, he does a lot of rebar work. His constant movement is this weird angled deadlift and his back is for it. It wasn't until we started transitioning and working the other side and transitioning and working his ability to move was he able to get some sort of balance. That was a lot of chiropractic work. So unless you plan on seeing a specialist for fixing your body, I suggest that you find balance not only in your workout movement patterns, but also in your nutrition. So now we're caught up. We're going into our week two of myths and BS. So lie number four, to exercise, you need to have a gym. And I emphasize need, you need, you cannot, I cannot do this if I do not have a gym. Fuck you for that. And whoever made you believe that. You have so much available to you. Prior to gyms ever being created, Motherfuckers were ripped as hell, and they did just your typical work. They lifted bales of hail. They carried jugs of water, all sorts of crazy shit. Get creative. You saying that you cannot get fit or get strong simply because you do not have a gym is because you lack the creativity. And I know this coming from somebody who literally built his own garage gym, that's because I knew what I wanted. I know that I can literally get just as much work with two gallon jugs of water and I can get functionally fit for my everyday life. And I can actually have a physique that most people would really want. But is that my goal? No, my goal is something drastically different. Most people I work with just want to be fit. They're not wanting to compete. They want to be fit. They want their everyday to not be so strenuous and exhausting. And that is what we're going to work on. And you could do that with anything. That's why I said at the very beginning of this, my programming, you can adjust it to just about anything. 
We got back squats? Sweet. Get a backpack. Put some books in that damn thing and let's squat. You don't got a backpack? Stack up some books and bear hug those motherfuckers. You, you don't have books? That's fine. Let's go get two one-gallon jugs. Go to Home Depot. Let's get some five-gallon jugs. Fill those bad boys up with water. Guess what? There's no more functional training than water weight training. Holy shit. I'm not talking about submersing yourself in water and mm, water aerobics, which is still pretty damn solid. I sidetrack. I took a water aerobics class a long time ago. Uh, old ladies were crushing me. Like, y'all are hard ass workers. Just saying. I was like, I was exhausted. I was holding the guy. I was like, hold together, Dre. You're the fitness professional here. You're supposed to, holy shit. Yeah. Which is also like swimming. And I got dusted by this 78 year old. She was like five laps for every one of mine. That's cool. Talk about checking your ego. Coming back though, putting water or using a gallon jug, it moves. So you're working stabilization as well as primary movers. So now we're actually getting almost more work than barbell work or dumbbell work. <gasps> you're saying I don't need dumbbells and barbells? No, you don't. Unless your goal suddenly changed for something dramatically different, such as actual weight lifting, like you want to be a strong man or strong woman or you want to do some olympic uh, olympic weightlifting competitions then yes we need a barbell and i'm going to probably guide you in a direction of somebody that's more specific for that need but when it's general purpose fitness no let's get creative as all hell now a gym membership does serve its purpose some people need that proverbial contract with themselves where it's like i'm paying for this so I'm gonna go. But too often that actually doesn't work. I'm a perfect example of that. I was paying for a membership over at a gym. I'll leave it unnamed. And I thought, oh, I'll go there. I'll even potentially poach some clients, which did not happen because I just didn't even go. What's the fucking point? You're wasting 15, 30, $40 a month. Find yourself. <laughs> A professional, I know, this is like the foundation, like, holy shit, Dre, stop saying it. Find a fucking professional then. Find someone that's going to be able to help you with some of the basics. And remember, it's your body. Not a car, not a computer, your body. So it's probably going to be a pretty significant investment that is worth it. Myth number five. So lie number five, you guys. Oh, man, this one is such a good one. Extreme calorie cutting or completely cutting out a macronutrient, such as carbohydrates, fats, and proteins, is a good way to lose weight, hold your breath, and keep it off. This is false. And so there is so much false here. Like there is so much bad information just in that particular sentence. And the problem is, is so many of our, of our subjects just fall for this. Like I can just go ahead and cut out all carbohydrates and I'm going to lose weight. Yes, you are. And too often, yes, I'm going to put keto on the fucking spot right now. There are a handful of people that are getting some results with keto and that's great. And there are a handful of folks that do need it because of the fact that their blood type does need this. However, there's majority of folks that their blood type, if they do keto, they're putting themselves at very high risk of some health ailments that they are not going to be able to come back from. So 
this is because of the fact that our society is latched on to this like a fucking leech. And they're like, oh, hey, somebody lost 10 pounds on this. I'm going to go ahead and do it. Slap that motherfucker. I would just want to err. Anybody that says cut out a macronutrient and we're going to lose some weight. Duh, motherfucker. That's the first thing you learn in any health and nutrition program in college. Macronutrients are things that your body needs that it does not produce itself. Fats, proteins, and carbs. It does not produce these things. You need to consume them. There's some micronutrients as well. But these are the like essential building blocks for you to be able to function. And you're going to cut one of them out. Which, oddly enough, it's like protein for some reason is this god of gods when it comes to nutrients. And it's like, <laughs> you don't need as much protein as you take in. Fats and carbohydrates get such a bad rap, but those are the essential ones that you do need. Your brain needs carbohydrates to break down to the glucose to make it so you could actually function at a high level. You need fats to be able to like lubricate your joints to be able to function. And also your body is 90% water. Nine, not 90, sorry, 70-ish, 70 to 80. So you need fat, which is a water soluble to be able to function at a high level as well. You cut these things out and you're actually doing yourself a disservice. You're consuming a recycled protein. This is not a first source protein. It is meat from an animal, which is recycled. Now, I'm not going to tell you go plant-based. That's because I've tried it numerous times and I just love the taste of bacon. So it's really tough. But in the same breath, you need to be able to find balance. And to think that you have to consume 150 to 200 grams of protein a day, that is just creating really expensive shit. Because your body is only assimilating only so much per hour. I consume probably 60 to 70 grams of protein per day. At the age of 38, I'm still PRing on my back squat, deadlift, strict press, and these aren't shit numbers. I hit a 615 on my deadlift, I hit a five, uh, I, ma I matched my PR at 505 on my back squat. And I don't consume shit tons of protein. I don't do massive heavy lifting. You get the MLC app, when it re gets released, you'll find out what I do little plug but this weird conception that you need to consume mass amounts or this copious amounts of protein or increase your fat levels to ridiculous amounts fuck carbohydrates no you need balance you need to stop restricting things and you need balance because number one as humans just because we get older does not mean we are different when it comes to the wants and needs you tell a child they can't have something, they're going to thrive and they're just going to be crazy until they get that thing that they want, even if it's not something that they truly want. So, same thing happens for adults. You don't, you don't normally probably want carbs by way of grains and whatnot. But suddenly, you get told you can't have sugars and carbs. Now you want it. You're increasing your chance of failure. You get told that you have to restrict your calories to a dramatic low. And you may be somebody that's only eating like 1,200, 1,300 calories a day. Suddenly you want to eat like 2,000 calories a day because you were told that you can't. Find a way to get balance, find structure, find happiness in that routine. Now a moderate deficit is still okay. 
But when you do extreme deficits, not only are you putting yourself at risk for screwing up your metabolism, making it a little bit more difficult, actually not a little bit, a lot more difficult to lose weight and progress further. You have now increased your chances of gaining that weight back because of the fact that you potentially will go back to regular habits because you have not addressed the habits or the triggers. You've only made restrictions to get to the specific spot. Therefore, your potential for going back or even worse increases tenfold. You're now roughly 80% more likely to gain that weight back and then some because you've restricted it. And your body has now gone into what's called a survival mode, not a progressive mode. It's not adapting. It is now survival mode where it's burning less calories because it needs to make sure it stores these specific calories for later points of exertion down the road. You're not helping by restricting at extreme rates. You're fucking everything up. A moderate caloric deficit would be roughly 500 calories per day. That means over a seven-day period, your potential for losing one pound per week, which is very healthy. It's very sustainable. And then you could put together a plan where you gradually bring yourself back to a balanced caloric intake with balanced macronutrients, making it so that you could sustain that weight loss. Last I checked, most can't survive up to 800 calories a day with functional living. So keep that in mind. I know I, feel, I sound like an asshole. Uh, and then last, a little bit of a quicker one, electrolytes. For some reason, people are just crazed with this electrolytes. Gatorade has done an amazing job advertising this to you that after a hard workout, you need Gatorade, you need electrolytes, and everybody else is jumping on this. Here's the thing that most don't realize. If you have a balanced nutrition, you're more than likely getting significant amount of your electrolytes potassium, magnesium, all these things that are nutrients that your body needs, some micronutrients for your body, you're getting these with your nutrition. If you're eating appropriately, that's the key, right? However, when your body goes through a workout period where you do, or an exertion period, not just working out, an exertion where you lose water, i.e. sweat, you need to replace that water. The only time electrolytes are truly necessary is when you go through such a huge deprivation of water that you get into a dehydrated state. Now your body needs these electrolytes to help replenish and help store these, these fluid storages that your body has just deplenished. That is when you need them. You do not need to replenish electrolytes daily. You should not be sitting at home and drinking Gatorade over water. Nothing beats water. There's this old joke about a 90-year-old lady who had never gotten dramatically sick in her life. And the doctors are like, well, what happens if you have a symptom of a cold? She's like, oh, I drink some whiskey. What happens if you have like a stomach ache? Oh, I drink some tequila. What happens if you drink, or what happens if you have a headache? Oh, I drink this. Well, what about water? Oh, sweetie, I've never been sick enough to drink water. <laughs> it's a, if you didn't laugh at that, fuck you. But it, it was, it was kind of like a dad joke, whatever. But in the end, Water, you just can't top it. Try not to put flavoring shit in your water. Water is perfect the way it is. You just got to get over this mental whatever it is you have in your head that oh, I can't drink water. It's just like me saying I can't eat mushrooms. I can eat mushrooms, but I choose not to. I even had a client go as far as saying I'm allergic to water. And I was like, well, that means you're allergic to a majority of yourself. So get out of this mental allergy and do yourself a favor and drink water. Stop trying to do all these strange, crazy electrolytes. 
boom down your sugar, boom up your water, and you're going to be, I think you're going to be just fine. So that is addressing week one and week two of the fitness industry lies. We got week three coming next week uh, where we're going to be touching on some of those. Um, keep your eyes peeled for the MOC mindful tip for this week. Uh, it's going to be actually talking a little bit more about electrolytes, some things you could do to help boost your hydration, and then also addressing those extreme caloric cuts. Fuck that, right? I'm glad you guys were able to kind of listen to my rants. Um, I decided to actually tie in Drake's thoughts with every single one of those uh, myths and lies. Um, so it saves us some time. That being said, go out championing the shit out of your week, championing the shit out of your life. And I'm looking forward to the end of this month when we officially launch the MOC app. <laughs>